Okay, cool. Um, so I'm Sloan. This is Joseph Bergen. He colors. Tell me what you color. Uh, I color Profit uh, by Brandon Graham and Simon Roy and a whole slew of other peoples. Uh, yeah. Yep. And then you guys, you guys probably know me from like coloring change or my own comics that I color and draw. Um, so yeah, so this workshop I really wanted to not so much talk about like actual drawing techniques so much, but uh, rather using color in a way that adds another level of storytelling to your comics. And really, and so um, we have a lot of examples from like a whole bunch of different comics and also a few films that I like that I think use color kind of, kind of obviously, but I think it's effective. Um, so we're just going to like flash a couple um, examples and yeah. Um, so this is from a serious polyp and I really like, I don't actually like this comic that much, but <laughs> I like what it did <laughs> with its color. Um, and I like when they're, when these characters are kind of on the same wavelength, they're drawn the same, like in the top two panels. And then when she is having like an, an emotional, you know, outburst or something, she's different. She's red, she's scratchy. And he's, it's also cool because he's drawn in a whole nother style as well. So they're very, you know, contrasting. And then we have, uh... Bilal's The Woman Trap, which is awesome. You like this one too, right? I do. Um, yeah, this actually, this rendering style that he undergoes with this, uh, I don't know, I've looked at this a lot for profit stuff because it has a very organic feel to it. Um, not so much on the technique of what it is, but the just feeling that it creates with it. Um, you see, he does use a lot of... Uh, gradated lines and things like that, but he, it's got such a natural feel to it. Uh, it's obviously painted and rendered with pencils and all that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and just as a, a feeling of place comes across really strong in almost all of his work, uh, in particular in this story, like a very contrasting... Colors just for the, the, the creatures and the people that kind of hang out with one another. Yeah. Um, and I like this because, especially because red really travels through this comic a lot. This really rusty red just kind of like goes through these pages. You see it here. I just really like when things can stay a, a certain neutral palette and you have the things that you the reader needs to be looking at in a, in a more... Uh, and a different color and also a purposeful color. I like this page a lot because the red isn't necessarily, in this page too, it's not really a focus, but it's very haunting. It's a very dangerous, haunting color, and this character is in danger a lot of the time. And uh, also as a storytelling aspect for comics, like the way he uses color really influences your eye. It really... Uh, the compositions are really strong, but at the same time, just the, the contrast that he pulls out with the, the lady with the white skin and the blue hair, like you really, it directs your eye immediately versus, you know, being kind of like a, a focal point. It, it helps with the rhythm of the reading of the comic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I like these pages a lot because a lot of people would call this muddy almost, the way, like, uh, in the... What is it in the right panel? The colors are a little bit muddy towards the right, but it works. Um, and that makes me think of another artist that you might know. Um, her name is Kyu Hayashida, and she does a manga called Doro Hetero. And her, 
her coloring is really interesting. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, it's too muddy, but I think it works perfectly. There's the bright white, kind of like off-white eggshell window, um, and everything else is, it's dark, but there's still colors that pop. There's the lizard dude's really black leather outfit, the girl's red, red little outfit. Um, This one especially is very, really muddy, but I think it really works. And um, they're in this weird, like, different universe, so it's not really supposed to be realistic, but you just get this really, like, evil feeling. This is a bad guy, obviously. You can tell, like, how, <laughs> like the really muddy, like, cloudy, miasmic air above above his head and the red, and he's just, like, very vicious looking. And, yeah, and she also has a really cool just painting style. Like, I love the, the light, kind of the lighter blue shadows on the building in the on the bottom. And, yeah, in the same, like... Uh, vein of having like darker colors. This is a, a color barcode from Santa Sangre by Jodorowsky and I just this is basically um, I think it's like every five minutes is condensed to the, into a tiny bar. So you get, this is the whole movie in little in a little in little bars of color, um, and so you can kind of see how the colors play up and down. You have the really light <coughs> colors, red, almost like a heartbeat. You know uh, what is the thingy that does heart? Like a metronome or. Um, Cardiograph. There, there you go. Are. There you go. Like a cardiograph. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, and so that's a good. That's a good one. And here's another one. Renishi, Kill Bill. Mm. That's the fight scene. Um, is there some plug-in <clears throat> um, yeah, there is a little program that spits these out. I don't have it. I just I just grab these from Tumblr. I got everything from Tumblr. Okay, I'm gonna jump back to this. This is a whole bunch of stills from Black Hawk Down by Ridley Scott. And I like this a lot because he has a really controlled color palette. And also you can see how he... Has anyone seen that movie at all? It's it's cool. Uh, Basically, it's a military movie. And when these guys are in danger, the world gets really green and warm and orangey. And that's when they're under fire. Um, And then when they're in these cold blue underground bunkers... And it's kind of cool because that's... it's not too, like, the usual, like, having greens and oranges as the danger color. Usually people get, you know, red, orange, really aggressive, vibrant colors. And so it's kind of cool. He used, he made his own pattern and symbology with these colors. And it's not the norm. So that's cool, and that's something you can do with your own comics. Um, just kind of creating your own symbology. Another um, thing I'd like to bring up about these that you're putting in is, mm-hmm. yeah, it does have that almost musical quality of uh, you're traveling from the beginning to the end, mm-hmm. and this is all the journey that you get to go through with all the colors, and they blend from one to the next pretty seamlessly when you look at them. Yeah, way. yeah, definitely. It creates a beautiful effect. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, to be able to do that within a book, um, to kind of, yeah, it's that journey, that movement from one to the next. Yeah, um, and that, yeah, that makes me think of these um, Dune, uh, Dune storyboards by Mobius, and they they do that whole that blending like you're saying just like really seamlessly one. yeah um, and it's beautiful yeah I'll just let you look at those but even even the images images themselves are blending but yeah the colors are like slowly interlinking between each other and it's nice because you can kind of get that that sense of what the what the mood is like for each of these like it's more intense like it looks like there's the yellows are like more urgent and it gets into a softer blue as things kind of like you know the scene calms down. And then we have a nice, like, this is pretty neutral, I think, these greens mm-hmm. and yellows together. Green is a really calming color, and then yellow is a little bit more more urgent, so they're, you know, the mood is kind of, like, tense, but, yeah. 
And then the contrast of warms and cools yeah. as well, uh, bring it back to this blue. Yeah. These are kind of good examples for like, I like working in really bright colors. I just think that's fun. And, but that can be a problem because they can, it can be really irritating to look at like this Blex, Blex page, which I actually really like. I like this, his coloring a lot. These are uh, equiluminate colors. So the bright purple and the bright orange, because they're the same vibrancy, they cause your eye to vibrate a little and they cause a little arguing between those two when, when they're next to each other. But I think things like that can be fun when they're used, when you're aware of them. But sometimes when you use them in a comic, maybe a more standard like panel comic, not like an arty comic like this, that could be a problem because then your, your, your eye isn't quite sure where to go. And it can throw off your storytelling, your pacing, your timing. Yeah, equiluminate colors, yeah. This is a Strongo page, which I really like. A lot of, not really equiluminate here because they're all kind of divided, but it's still really garish, but I think it works. Yeah. How do you, how do you approach, like, really bright colors like that? Because um, you, you, you work with pretty, set, like, muted, not super saturated colors mm -hmm. sometimes, but... Yeah, yeah I, actually, I try to mute the colors down fairly, uh, fairly to the ground, so when I do have that bright color that really needs to to show up and to to kind of hit a story point mm -hmm. like try to yeah have that contrast of yeah. kind of the the lower end of the tonal spectrum and then all of a sudden you get this one thing and it really like it bumps up against it in a nice way yeah yeah well brandon was going to send me some of your pages but i remember the issue where it was like I got just gray, I think, at one point because mm -hmm. they're all mind-controlled. Yeah. And then when they broke out of their little mind-control thing, the color came flooding back into the to the story, which is really beautiful. Well, like this page in particular, too, mm -hmm. like you could see all this color and these different vibrancies of color. Mm -hmm. Then the very last panel, it's gray. Like yeah, gray it's and white gray. Yeah. Primarily with a little bit of pink for a finger so you know what's going on there. But yeah. Um, that's the only one where there's more than one color mm -hmm. um, in its different tonal gradation that shows up. So it's almost like that's the point of all this madness around there. Yeah. Tomorrow you live, tonight I yeah. die. Tonight I die, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like this one. This is just a good example that I like. This is from a webcomic called Red, Red Tails Dream. And um, this girl is drawing and painting her own webcomic. Uh, and it's really beautiful. She's a great colorist. Um, this is, I think this is one of her, one of the beginning pages of her comic. And yeah, just a really nice gradation from the pink to blue. And you see that this pink is actually this little fox dude. And he's coming down from wherever the clouds from fox heaven. I'm not sure. But yeah, that's also really a really cool comic. And then I have, oh, this is really cool. This is Skyfall, another thing. where You can see the color at play here. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if you like Skyfall, but I thought the color was good. So we're going to look at this for a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this is just really, you can see the pattern. You got these neutral kind of yellowish greens at the top, then blue, then we have darker blue, then orange, and then the same thing again and again. So there's really nice play of just a controlled palette, and you're, you know... And it becomes a pattern. You realize, okay, this is a blue scene, so we're gonna get this. This is a red scene. Something big's gonna happen. And so it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be as obvious as this is, but you can definitely take advantage of that and being able to like subconsciously cue your reader into what's gonna happen, or uh, like foreshadowing, um, doing like 
uh, flashback scene, having it a different color. Um, most common is obviously having your your main character as iconic colors. Like if I showed you black and yellow and like, I guess, I don't know, like a little sliver of white, you'd think like Batman, right? You know, they all have their little set color schemes. Someone who does that cool and like really pretty way is uh, Brecht Evans, who's a French comic artist. And he's really cool. All his little, this is from a comic called Party Animals. And his little character on the left you see is just gray. And he's not a party animal. You can tell because he's great and he's boring. <laughs> and everyone else is really colorful. And so, yeah, this is a really cute comic. And in some instances, the characters are just like a smudge of paint. But you know it's them because they are that color. And it's just really, it can be cool how effective that is just for like like visceral visceral things that you want to depict. Let me see, I think I'm going to And page. as an identification system, there's probably few better things in color. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, this is another page from Party Animals, which is really cool. Yeah, he's a great painter. And then here's a page from Casanova that I like, which is just a few colors, I think like maybe four, and you can see how effective those are. Um, a lot of people make the mistake of put it, just like using too many colors or trying to color realistically, and you can do that. It, it can work sometimes, but there's not... But having like three or four colors for a page or a whole scene can be just as effective. The next, I think I have the next page to this. Oh yeah, right here. You saw the page before was mostly red and there is slight purple on the side into the next room. And so this is the next room, which is mainly purple, a little bit of purple. And so I like that transition, just like really simple color transitions mm -hmm. to kind of move you along. Oh yeah, this is a good one. Um, this is from Sunshine, Danny Boyle Sunshine. I, li I like this one. I thought this was cool because again, we have... Usually light, light yellow and orange is not really a dangerous color. And green and, I don't know, it's kind of like a, a muddy green. green. Yeah, it's like a yeah. beige. Yeah, kind of. which is a weird, awkward, like safe color to have. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought that was a really cool play on just color patterning through that through that film is when you're, when you're in light, you think it feels warm and it looks welcoming. But every time there's light or fire, they're pretty much going to die. They're also going into the sun and going to die in the sun, so <laughs> sucks. Okay, here's a Dave Stewart um, Abe Sapien page drawn by James Heron. I don't like this color. A lot of people are going to hate me for saying that, but I don't like it. Um, I think he uses... I really like his palettes that he uses, and he's smart in that he, he uses the same palettes over different artists, so there's cohesion on that level. Um, but at the same time, I don't think there's... There's not enough contrast, and it makes it kind of strange to look at for me. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit difficult for me to read as well. Like, and the the lettering colors as well are pretty distracting in my view. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you see in the second panel where it says whack, and it's like in this really light purple. And I didn't even see that the first time I read I read it because I want to go to the darker parts, like where which is like pretty much Abe's crotch, which is the darkest. Uh, and the lightest, because <laughs> that's where the contrast is. And I was like, okay, so it goes there. And then it kind of goes up that animal to his mouth, because that's pretty light. That's where the contrast is. But I don't want to look down where it says whack, because there's nothing, there's not really good contrast there. It's just kind of like in the middle. And I'm gonna, I'll show you, <laughs> you can kind of check your contrast levels. I'm just going to, like, desaturate it real quick in Mongoose. Yeah, this is a very difficult thing to describe, but this so, is the hugest 
most helpful thing I can find in comics. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so here's it desaturated, and it's just not. I just the colors are good. They're just there's not enough contrast, and there's not very much vibrancy to to these colors. So kind of especially the first panel, which you think would pop because there's so, there's so much impact. Like you could go like a brighter color or a, even a different color, but it's still it's still not very contrasty. It doesn't look as good. And um, it's not supporting the composition as well as it could be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, like even the fourth panel is very like there's no contrast there at all. Mm-hmm. It's just like, um, and I'll let I'll, the last panel too, I'm not even quite sure where to look. I kind of want to look where the black shadow is in the mm-hmm. at the end of the hall. But yeah, so not not my favorite Dave Stewart color page. But he's cool. I like him. But <laughs> not here. These, oh, okay. So Sinkovich has a great, I love his coloring. I wish I could color traditionally for other comics. Um, Here's another, like, just example of, like, really vibrant colors. And they don't, a slight equiluminance to some of these, but most of them are pretty good. They're mostly, like, same color, different, slightly different hue, but mostly different lightness. Value. There you go. Thank you. (laughs) And, yeah. And you can, I really like this page, too, because... The color, the coloring style changes with the last two panels, so you know you're dealing with either the current time. If you read this, this is that's like a flashback, and this is that's her present. Can you go back to that one? For yeah, me? yeah. Uh, again, this uh, uh, using color to direct the eye in addition to the composition. You could see with the bright whites and the the top panel and panels one and three, like it that brings that middle panel between those three. It brings you that much closer because there's not any of that white in there. It's not like it's directing your eye somewhere specific. Like he could have put a little bit of white in her eye there mm-hmm. where, you know, dad's coming in to give her a little kiss goodnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that he didn't, it kind of brings that rhythm back when you see that white again. And also the white of her swimsuit and her, you know, her uh, leggings and the, the succession panels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then even the way that it creates this like curve in that third panel on the second uh, row there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that curve is almost deflection and brings you back into the the panel on the the bottom left. Yeah, and yeah, it's a brilliant way to uh, use white as the color that directs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, here's another one from Electra Assassin. Again, another just like really controlled palette bringing your eye where it needs to go, which is great because all he's got to do is work with that. He's got red and yellow and a few airbrush strokes of green here and there, which is really effective. And this is another page from that. One of my favorite pages yeah, ever. Yeah, so awesome. <laughs> I, yeah, again, with there's little hints of white to kind of pull your eye along through this, you know, this rich, vibrant blue. Yeah, it's just a and beautiful And it works page. in these, like, S-curve kind of ways, like mm-hmm. almost just like a good drawing or painting would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Oh, that's the Electra book. Electra Assassin, yeah. Yeah. This is by Enrico Sio, an Italian. Italian or Spanish? Uh, but yeah, this is. I like the, his pages a lot. They're just very. He just blocks in color, almost like Mondrian style, just like huge blocks of color. And yeah, it's just really neat. Yeah. Oh, here's a nice Mobius painting, Blueberry. I like this because most people get really forget that you can let. You can let color 
get mixed in the viewer's eye. You don't, if you want to do purple, you don't have to draw purple. You can draw blue and red right next to each other. And when they look at it, it'll read as purple. Because if they're not looking directly at it, it'll be, it's an, uh, that's how our peripheral vision works. It'll blur it a little bit. So this is really cool. You can see on uh, Blueberry's arm, there's uh, red and pink, kind of, where the shadow would be. Um, let's see, and then on the dude's like vest, there's some really muted, I think it's like muted reds and a few brush strokes of like blue. And yeah, he's, he's just a great painter. And this is such a good style. And this would be a beautiful one to see desaturated all the way. Because yeah. it really brings out the triangular composition yeah. that he uses with the tones. Let's pull it out. Yeah. Yeah, you this can really, really nice. see where the triangle is there now. Like, it's it's very apparent. Yeah. Yeah, being conscious of, like, where where the eye will go. It's a little bit easier in illustration because you can really, you can get more complex with the shapes and color that you're using. But with comics, you're going to, you have to pull them a certain way. And there's only, there's so many shapes you can use to pull the eye downwards for us. Yeah, so this is a really good good example of just like it's not and it's not super oversaturated too there's not like harsh there's not no black against a white there's like slight gray and a really dark gray but nothing too like you know intense here's another nice like controlled palette from blaine chris blaine who does gus and his gang and i just really i love it's such a good comic that top panel is just really nice it's not really saturated that much but you still get this real distant feeling from it it's it's really simple, but it's really, like, effective. And uh, I like the third pan panel where he's riding it and he's on that red horse. <laughs> yeah, so this is a really good one. And the first panel on that one, too, like, the, the values being close on that actually mm -hmm. help it because it feels like he's much further away. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't need a heavy contrast there. Yeah, and it's kind of nice, too, because it gets more saturated as he gets closer to you. Mm -hmm. So it's using, it's, go it's using an atmospheric perspective uh, just, like, in a really simple way. This is more pages from Gus. And this one's nice, too, because it's separating scenes. So the blue scene is totally different from uh, the red scene. And then the purple scene is when he's inside the little saloon. So that's kind of cool. You can separate scenes like that. Uh, what else do I got? I'll just show these real quick. Um, these are from Hero. You guys have probably seen that by Zhang Yimou. Yeah, he also does that really, like... <sighs> controlled color scheme um all these different stories have diff are centered around one color so we have the red story the blue story green and then the yellow and i think i think the yellow color was when he when this character told the real story of what happened mm -hmm. and so i thought that was that was really cool the pure truth yes mm -hmm. yes indeed here's a, a really nice um drawing by carasquet which is uh French comics duo and I just really love this one because again it's not it's not very saturated but you can see where the triangle starts of all the little the little white heads starting with that girl of the white people and it's like perfect triangle to focus on her because she's some people are like well why does that why does that work because why is my eye drawn to her because there's other people that are painted that color but it's just the hierarchy of shapes that are going up to her. So I thought I really like this. Yeah, this drawing a lot. And her value is just a slight bit higher yeah. than the others, even though they have the same uh, tones, mm -hmm. similar tones. But hers is just that much more that pulls her right out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The, yeah, of course. Yeah, this image would read really, really well without color, but with it, just it's just yeah, it's really beautiful. 
Here's a here's a page I like from uh, Jordi Belair's something. Uh, I don't really know this comic. I forget the name. What is it? Gods of Mars. Gods of Mars. Okay, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, she's a great colorist. She's a monster. She colors everything and gives me the scraps. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is – I really like – color holds are really awesome to do. I think they, they get overlooked a little bit sometimes, but it's nice – a nice little way to um, – or just by artists. I don't think people do that many color holds. Sometimes it's just because the line work is hard to hard to work with, kind of. Um, maybe it's too detailed. I'm I'm not sure. But yeah, Jordi does it really well here, uh, making all the line work right up top, and at bottom, the very bottom, you see him jumping over all the red battle that's going on. So it's nice to kind of it kind of like separates you from like the two things that are going on. We have a war, and we have someone trying to get rescued. Oh, this is a good page. This is um. Lily Carr, Lily, Lily Carr, I'm going to say? Caray, uh, Caray, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, this is another, it's really a couple of beautiful pages that uh, my friend Sophia Foster Domino sent me as examples. Um, uh, and yeah, again, it's just scenes divided by color and I think character too. And yeah, each of these scenes and characters is different. So you have the color to kind of like guide you as to what you're, which story you're reading in. Because all the panels are kind of like spread out on each page. So each panel is like one piece of a story. Uh, I'll show this page. This is uh, a Monet. Um, and I really like this one because it shows, again, that like illusory uh, effect of where you can, you don't have to be so um, hard with how you draw or paint. It's just impressions. The impression of these flags is enough for your eye to get the picture. And they kind of blurs as it goes back like some of these flags look whole when you're looking at say the sky and you kind of glance away and it looks like a whole flag right there but it's just like a couple smears of red and so some colors they don't paint that much do you ever get a chance to paint a little bit yeah yeah um or like within comics like comics that you color like, um, do you paint as much no you know it's one of those things to uh to be able to do that would take a little bit more resources yeah and time yeah, yeah. So the turnaround's very fast. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So colors don't get too many opportunities to paint. Dave, like Dave Stewart, he gets to paint a lot of the time. Sometimes uh, I think he just things. paints digitally. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, not like hand paint, but I mean, like I guess render is what I mean, as opposed to like cell shading. Oh, okay. You know. Well, uh, yeah, like with Simon's stuff on profit. It's yeah, yeah. Very much more rendered and lighting mm-hmm. consent, you know, uh, centered and. Yanni has much more of a flat style that, yeah, it, it lends itself to that work. If I tried to render too much with his stuff, it just would look silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, that's a good thing to think about, like, like in those Casanova pages, they're very, like, hard-edged, cell shading, very graphic, mm-hmm. and you they, you have soft, um, I think Brandon sent some pictures from Prophet. Let me look. Oh, there's a good one. That's Which one? This one? Yeah. I didn't color that, but that one's beautiful. <laughs> it's good. I don't, know if I, I don't know if I'm allowed to show that now that he's not here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I don't think you can show that. That's not coming. You didn't see anything. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Pretend you didn't see that. Spoiler alert. Let's see. Okay, he didn't Okay, he didn't send me any profit pictures. But, uh, yeah, painting is interesting. That picture, that Monet is effective because I think that's how you would approach coloring a comic because... I don't think it would argue that much with line work, especially if you're adding a little something extra to it. So, yeah, impressionism is really, I think, is a good base if you're going for 
to color comics in a more organic way. Yeah, a lot of the pages uh, that I do for Simon, if you take all the line work out, it just kind of looks like an impressionistic painting. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. And I'm going to show a page that me and Brandon didn't really like. Not the black and white one, because that one's good, but the coloring job on it is not so good. It's very all over the place. Um, you have like... Yeah, I don't like looking this. So you have like the bright green in the in the in the third and fourth panel. You have the bright green grass, and you have a somewhat bright clump of dirt right next to it. And I'm like, it just doesn't look good. Those colors don't—they're too literal. This—it's like, okay, well, grass is green, so I'm gonna color it bright green. And dirt is brown, but it looks like it's supposed to be nighttime. So they could have desaturated that a little bit. No one knows. Is it a little bit? Oh, yeah, it's not that bright. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, it's a black blob. Y'all should see uh, this, Yeah. <laughs> if you were here, this is, yeah. Okay, well, you can see the bottom one. The bottom panel, I don't like that because my eye is going back and forth between the pink, the, I guess it's a machine, one of those little police floaty things. I don't know what they're called. But it's like arguing with the bright white yellow of the house. And so I was like, yeah, I just didn't like that. I think that was a bad choice to... And then, yeah, we have a little center. I'm going to do one more bad one so I can get the bad one out of the way. Okay. I'm being negative. Sorry. <laughs> but I also, yeah, Brandon gave me this one, and he doesn't like the coloring on this one. I see good and bad in this one. The palette is really nice, but the way they rendered this, I think, kind of killed the line work a mm. lot. They, it looks like they did a little bit of color holds, like, on the water in the top panel mm. with the little babies, like, looking like a crazy demon over the little tub of stuff. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, like, the, I don't know, the pipes, they don't look as, I don't know, it's just very muddy. I think they went a little bit too dark with the with those pipes and some of the people. And I don't think it, I, I don't think it complements his line work very well. Mm-hmm. And, like, the shirt on the guy at the bottom is okay, but, again, it's I don't know, it kind of detracts. Like his like his really dark pants also detract from the line work. Well, so, you, and you, you know. get visual tangents in here too, like uh, with her thigh on that bottom panel there. Like if you're kind of squinting your eye, like it's it becomes part of him in a way. And <laughs> yeah. It almost looks like a giant nose. And like yeah. it, it really separates you from, like you might not even notice when you first look at it, but when you really go through it it's like that's why is that the focal point right there yeah yeah like the darkest darks and the lightest lights yeah it goes yeah it goes right to where her where the top of like her ankle meets like his hip yeah is where the contrast is the most there so i might but that's not where your eye where where he would want you to look there's nothing happening there he probably wants you to look at her face but they didn't color it in a way that makes your eye go there so instead you're caught you're like why do i have to look at her ankle on him his Mm. hip i don't get it so yeah, that's just another important thing. Like, and this is a thing where it's like, they're like, okay, well, she's like very pale, so I have to make her all pale. Mm-hmm. And instead of being flexible and being well, like, well, we don't want the eye stuck there, so maybe I'll cast a shadow there, mm-hmm. so it goes to her face. Yeah. So yeah, so that's just like another thing. Well, and he has such a heavy contrast on his shirt. Like, there's none of that for her. Yeah, <laughs> she's just very like brightly lit. Which mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah. Let's see. Let's look at some little thunders. Let's get really back good. to the good stuff. Yeah, the good stuff. Yeah, this girl's amazing. This is little thunder. Um, yeah, these pages are just like beautiful, nice controlled, you know, controlled palette, but very 
a lot of variation in tone. And it has the bright red popping. I think this is apple cat, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So I like so the red is kind of like symbolic of the little apple cat. Apple cat that's gonna be born later. This isn't this isn't apple cat, this is another page from her graphic novel. And I really like the white white space mm-hmm. is great. A lot of people are afraid to leave white space because it's like, oh, if I'm coloring, i got to color everything. But yeah. white space looks good a lot of the time. No, and that's a huge lesson myself for working on profit that Brandon's really pushed me towards is learning how to use the white as a compositional tool and mm-hmm. all those kinds of things and not being afraid to like, you know, let's let's make this light right here and then just go all the way to white. And like, you know, you have this restaurant kind of scene here. And, you know, you get that bounce back and forth between the spilled, uh, you know, spilled cup there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just neat. You get to, to start reading in circles in a way. Yeah, 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 totally. Here's <laughs> a really, yeah, this, this is such a great spread. Yeah, so here we have, like, rainbow explosion, and we have pretty much rainbow buildings all across there. But, yeah, the buildings are a little bit darker, a little bit uh, desaturated, and then... That's kind of a really nice way to be able to do like a huge rainbow page and not be too obnoxious with it. And I think this is a very like an elegant way of pulling off rainbow. <laughs> yeah, that as well too, like the dinginess of the colors, that kind of dirt to it. Yeah. Like really sells the uh, the rainbow mushroom cloud thing. Yeah. Uh, it, it allows it to be a little brighter than it really is, like in comparison and contrast with the two. Yeah, definitely. You know? Let's see. Uh, I'm not sure what this is. This one is from Louise. Uh, this is Brandon's page, but I'm going to talk about it anyway because I like it. Again, a lot of like white space and very subtle, almost like watercolored skin tones here and there. Mm-hmm. And that I feel like that uh, the skin tone and then the blue is kind of what's going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit. It looks like a little spot of red here and there. So it's like skin tone blue, red, skin tone blue. Uh, blue, skin tone, blue. So a nice little, like, back and forth, those colors mm-hmm. to kind of pull you through, which is nice. So uh, I think I covered most of the stuff I wanted to show you guys. I was going to do, like, a little demo of basically my workflow for how I color. I just started coloring in um, Manga Studio because you can fill things without selecting them. It just automatically knows the shapes that you already want um and i'll show you right here which is really nice that cuts my coloring time in half i'll do this one because i so this is um a little comic that i'm working on with um jason compland is drawing it and shaky Kane. and if you guys have any questions you can ask him now since this is almost over i have a question for you i forgot your name Sorry. joseph joseph yeah uh so you mentioned that when you turn the line art layer off mm-hmm. art it looks like an impressionist mm-hmm. painting this may be like more of a technical question, but are you not doing regular flatting? Are you not filling every you just go in there and go color, 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 like paint? <laughs> yeah, I, I do sometimes a little flatting if mm-hmm. things are real specific, if I could, like, I really need to separate stuff. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I do my roughs and layouts mm-hmm. very small, mm-hmm. and I do them just tonally, mm-hmm. uh, and then blow that up and use that almost as my flats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I don't do a lot of flatting. <laughs> yeah. Is there any more questions? Do you like to take consideration the page as a whole? Like how? Um, I yeah, I definitely think of it as a whole, even when there's separate 
when there's separation that needs to happen because of either it's like a flashback or it's a separate story. Um, whoa, what happened there? <laughs> uh, that's not right. Uh, well, here's here's what the page looks like, and I don't know why it's opening like that. Um, it might be because of this projector. Let me answer your question first. Um, yeah, no, I definitely feel, I definitely think of it as a whole because that's where the eye needs to move through the whole thing and it needs to be cohesive still, even if there's separation involved. What about you? So, so yeah. you're, you're laying out like color strip for a comic where you're thinking about next to each other scene. It's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, oftentimes I'll color my pages like, as a as a two page spread, even you know, even individual pages, I'll, I'll I think of it as like you have the book open. This is what your eye is seeing, yeah. and I try to account for the you know page six and page seven uh, together, and also mm-hmm. page turns. Like I think that's something the artist, if they utilize that in a very like strong way, like really try to emphasize that too, like kind of maybe go down on your total gradation. And then when you do that ta- page turn, it's like you get that kind of like, ooh, I'm supposed to be excited right now. Right. Yeah. So it's similar to kind of discipline where it's spotting blacks. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I think of it, yeah, in, in tonal ways first before color. So, yeah, totally. It's a lot like spotting blacks. Um, yeah, my tablet's being dumb because I'm at a weird resolution. That looks normal, but mine is, like, blown up. Like, an old person, like, blows up their screen. So it's not <laughs> reading right. <laughs> but basically, this is really cool, and Manga Studio is... So I have another layer you see there on Multiply right now. Um, and at the top left, it says Refer Another Layer. So basically, it's taking the information from the line art and just letting me fill without um, actually touching that layer. And I don't have to select anything. It's just letting me do it without selecting, which you can't do in Photoshop. And it's a real pain in the butt, and it takes forever to like select and deselect a little thing. But this one's like really intuitive, and it's so nice. <laughs> like You said you don't flat that much. You just kind of paint. Yeah. I, I flat a lot, mostly because it's just faster, and I don't have the time. But I take yeah. entirely too long. You take too long? <laughs> I do. Um, I like working 11 hours a day. You do? Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, this is a really good program. Um, I think, uh, yeah. So, basically, I'll just go in. I'll flat it. This has a really nice... Sometimes, I did a little bit of painting for this. Let me see if I can grab my... Um, the brush uh, engine on this is really awesome. This is a really nice. You can kind of see how it's just like opaque watercolor. Then we got like transparent watercolor that kind of grabs from whatever color you're on top of. And you can make it thicker. You can change the density of the paint. The blending is really nice. It's just got, yeah, the brush engine is just really, really great. And it's been great for coloring. And anyone have any more questions? Because I think we're about done. So uh, when you do your flats in Manga Studio, are you having any trouble with the color traps? Like the not trapping under the black line like is it like if like if it is it flooding like other areas that i don't want uh, or do you mean if it is it like not meeting the line work yeah, all the way not, have you ever had any i know nobody's using really old-fashioned printing anymore so it probably isn't having any offset problems but have you noticed any like not black enough or um not really uh the the flat the paint bucket tool is really nice it has a closed gap area so it will spread to a certain like below the line work which is really handy. 
color margins and the area scaling all does the same thing. Like if you wanted, you could leave gaps between the line work and the color so they'd be like white, or you can make it flood a little bit more so it'd bleed out, which is useful. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. You can mess with it, but it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, I like so choosing palettes. I don't know. I, well, for me, I have everyone has their own personal symbology, what they think of when they see a color. So I kind of just if if the person if the writer or artist I'm coloring will let me, I'll just imbue my own color choices on it, basically. Um, unless there's something specific in the script. So like if they need like this needs to be green or this needs to, well, needs to be blue, I'll work around it so that the color's there that they need but still looks good with everything else. What about you? Do you do like color scripting beforehand? I, I, I do. When I can, um, I tend to work on the pages as they come a lot of times. But I will take roughs uh, or even penciled pages and then... I shrink them down to like 400 DPI or uh, 400 pixels across mm -hmm. and then make a whole long strip, almost like what you have uh, with your like movie stills. The little barcodes. Oh, okay, cool, yeah, cool. All yeah. right. And I'll just do like as many pages as I can in, in a run, like maybe 10 or 12 if I have that many at that time and just make them super small so I can have that like transition, almost like if, you, if you've ever painted with like oil, like that. You know, you can grab a couple of colors on one brush, and then as it goes through, right, it'll right. streak through, and mm -hmm. one will blend with another. Like, I try to do that kind of stuff as the base okay, of the yeah. colors. Yeah. And then I'll go in with all the, like, little details and story arcing and finding and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, like, to organize the palette for one particular scene, I'll go through at least three or four variations before I find one I'm pretty comfortable yeah. with okay yeah cool yeah hope that answers your question so. <laughs> okay okay um so i think that's it i think our time is up but if you have questions i'll just go stand outside for a little bit and you can come ask me and joseph yeah thanks guys Thank you.